Hello, and welcome to the Christian Formation Podcast, where we exist to connect the story of God with the story of man and see all of our lives in light of God and his story. Today, Jared, one of the pastors here at Providence, and Jordan, our city groups director, along with one other little surprise guest who you'll find out about in a couple of seconds, are going to discuss Providence's core value of mission. What's up, everyone? Jared here, and I'm one of the pastors at Providence, and I'm here with Jordan. Hey, guys. And Jordan is our, well, why don't you tell them what you do at our church? Yeah, I am our city groups director, which means I just get to work with our city group leaders and people in city groups, just kind of helping oversee all that. Now, how long have you been doing that role at Providence? I just stepped into that role uh, officially in June. So I'd been working with the college ministry for a few years and then stepped into doing some city group stuff, but kind of on a part-time basis, but full-time city groups since this summer. That's right. And since you can't see, but you can only hear, there's a secret that I'm not joined by just one other person in the room. There's actually two other people in the room. Is that right, Jordan? Yes. Austin and I are expecting our first um, little girl in March. Congrats. Thank you. We are very, very excited. Exciting, exciting stuff. Um, well, Jordan, thanks for hopping on the podcast today. Today we're talking about mission. And this is, uh, we're purposefully looking forward on mission, and this is the first podcast of the new year, and we're looking out at what we feel like God is calling us to with this idea of mission, which is actually one of our core values. Now, we um, we planted Providence uh, a little over three years ago. We had a public launch, and um, we felt that God was just being clear on what kind of church he was calling us to be. We knew we needed, or we were called to uh, make and send disciples, but there were these core values or these cultural values that we knew that God wanted us to pursue. And um, the first and primary core value that we always talk about is the gospel, that um, the gospel is the good news of Jesus and everything starts with that. And from that point, it really uh, calls us to respond in three different directions. And the first one is to respond upward in formation or spiritual formation. The second one is inward in um, in this idea of to press into one another in community, this gospel community, and then finally outward in a, a gospel-centered mission. And so one of the things that we have recognized over the course of the three and a half years or so that we've been planted is that we feel like um, we have strived to, to be centered on the gospel. And in our responses, we feel like we've done a pretty good job at, at formation. We think at least we think our, our Sunday gatherings are are formational in a good way, and um, we're focused on the Word. And um, I feel like our church is just a, a group of learners and have eaten up classes that we've taught about the gospel or about um, different books of the Bible. Um, they're all hands on deck when it comes to, to worship nights that we have once a month. And so we are like, by nature, these learners are just, our, our people are hungry and, and we love that about our church. Um, and then in the, in the area of community, um, we know that we've been called to be a family um, and act like a family. And we feel like like God has done an incredible work in that where primarily through our city groups, which um, Jordan, you work with, that, that uh, God has really done a cool thing to really help our groups operate like their family. They're self-sacrificial. They give up. They love 
you know, they love each other like they love themselves. It's just this really cool picture of one anothering in our city groups. And then comes mission. And we know um, that God has called us to mission. And I feel like um, we've seen cool stories. We've seen, you know, dozens of baptisms. And uh, we'd, we've been able to form some cool partnerships with places like the Santa Monica House and um, with Global Friends and with the Lewis and Clark Middle School. But there's a but. Um, we feel like God is calling us to something more in mission. And this is not the first time that that's happened. You know, it, when you plant a church, um, the idea uh, or one of the main ideas is that you want to take new ground essentially for the kingdom. And so um, I think we focused on that in the beginning. And then when we moved uh, to the Thompson Alumni Center, we moved locations a couple of years, or excuse me, just a little over a year ago. We're like, hey, I think God is calling us to kind of up the ante. And so we were throwing some events and going door to door. And it feels like God is once again here uh, at the end of 2020, beginning of 2021 saying, hey, we, uh, we as a church um, need to really champion this mission thing. And so um, I, I think um, that we want to do anything and everything we can to pursue that. And so uh, I guess the question is, we need, kind of need to define what we're talking about. And so um, the first question, maybe Jordan, do you have any thoughts on this? What does it mean to live on mission? Yeah, for sure. I think um, a while ago, Andrew Rutten did a video for us, and he kind of put this idea of living on mission into perspective for me. And some of the things he said was, um, at Providence, our mission is to co-labor with God in making and sending disciples. And so um, God has made us, made humans as image bearers. And part of that intention, part of that design is that we would come alongside him um, in this bigger picture uh, to be a part of him using us in his story, that we would uh, help people meet Jesus, that we would learn to follow Jesus, that we would look like Jesus, and that together as a church family, uh, we want to see other people people play their part in that, play their role in that, um, and be a part of the grand mission of God. And it's not just for the few. Uh, this mission is for all Christians. It's what we're called into. And if you're a follower of Jesus, this is your mission too, and this is your purpose in life. And so uh, I think in my mind, one of the easiest ways to put it into perspective is that when it comes to our core value of mission, um, I think it's being a Christian, mm. right? Like, so we talk about formation, learning about Christ, learning about what he asks asks of his disciples. You think of community, that's being around other Christians. It's fellowshipping together. And then I think this last piece, mission, is being that, being Christ followers and being um, a disciple of Jesus. So... It sounds like you're saying that this is not an option for Christians. Is that right? Yes, this is not an option. Uh, it's what um, God's design and in His intention was for humans. And so as we enter into relationship with Him through Jesus, uh, it just kind of comes with the territory. Totally. Totally. And I think um, I, for one, um, I probably personally highlight or maybe pursue formation and community, maybe even uh, with more zeal than mission. Um, I think that probably fits with my personality, but uh, mission kind of works 
uh, its way to the the bottom of my Christian to do list, and then when I get stressed out and tired, I kind of cross it off and think, oh well, I'm doing the other things, and it's essentially what you're saying is like that's not the way it works. Like right. you don't just not do the things that maybe scare you or make you uncomfortable, or you don't do the the things that maybe seem more hard than the others. But there's something, um, yeah, there's there's something. Uh, necessary about pursuing the mission of God because we are God's agents for his mission to go forward. Um, I know that you've done some work on uh, helping our church get toward mission as we were trying to define what mission is. And you kind of came up with this three-pronged or three-laned approach. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about just your your division of what mission looks like? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's pretty simple to just divide mission up into the three different lanes of mission through prayer, mission through word, and mission through deeds. So uh, throughout scripture, we see each of these different categories come up. Um, we see a ton of um, mission through prayer and mission through word happening um, in Paul's ministry, um, in Acts and in Romans. We see that a lot. And then with this idea of deed, mission through deed, through doing, through action, um, we see that in Matthew 5, where we're called to be salt and light to the world. We see it in um, Acts 1-8, where we're called to be witnesses. Um, and all of these, all three of them, prayer, word, and deed, um, just makes me think of Colossians where it calls us to do all of it unto the Lord. So this isn't just um, another task to put on the to-do list, but this is um, a call for Christians to step into, to be a part of for the glory of God and for this mission that he's on himself and has invited us into. Yeah. So it is all over the scriptures. Absolutely. So it's not something that we're pulling out of thin air because it's a good entrepreneurial strategy to grow your church. <laughs> right. This is like innate in who we are. I think, um, you know, I think of of mission. It really is the idea of of being a, a blessing or bringing good news to people is really embedded from the from almost the beginning pages of the scriptures in Genesis twelve and Genesis fifteen. Um, God picks Abraham and his family, and He sends them out to. He's going to bless him to go be a blessing. And that is a mission for mm -hmm. God's purposes that he gives. You go forward and God forms his people for the first time in Exodus 19. And he says uh, to Moses to tell his people that you're going to be a, a treasured possession and a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And they're like these set apart people so that people can look at them and see a reflection of who God is. And so um, while there's so many New Testament themes, it's actually embedded throughout the entirety of Scripture in the Old Testament. And then that Exodus 19 passage is kind of reflected in, as Peter writes in First Peter, he says those same descriptors that we're doing all these things um, were this kingdom of priests, this holy nation, so that we can proclaim the excellencies of him who has called us. And so um, there is no part of our command, it seems like, toward Christians where we're supposed to be, uh, you know, like, uh, of course, we're supposed to be set apart, but that isn't supposed to leave us in isolation right. from the world. Right. But it's actually supposed to attract people to Jesus by how we live, by how we serve, by how we talk. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would say that it's all throughout the scriptures. As you think about going... Um, you know, fast forwarding to present day, uh, what are some practical examples of what this could look like for us? Yeah, absolutely. I think naturally a lot of us go to when we think of the idea of mission, 
we go to two different kind of um, camps. We think of mission trips and we mm-hmm. think of serving um, in some capacity in our city. So soup kitchen, um, serving in some kind of kids ministry, something like that. And I think that's pretty natural to the Christian culture to think about those things. And I think both of those things are living on mission. Yep. If you go um, on a mission trip, whether short term or long term, you're engaging with God's mission saying, yes, I'm going to go to these people um, who might not otherwise hear Jesus and share Jesus with them. When you're going to your local food pantry to serve um, on an evening, uh, maybe with your family or with people from your city group, you're saying, hey, I want to reflect Christ. I want to reflect his love um, and his character to these people through this service. Both, I think, are living missionally. Um, But I think one thing that um, I've just been recently convicted of is I don't go on mission trips every day. Mm-hmm. I don't go serve at the soup kitchen every day. True. And yet, as a disciple of Jesus, I'm called into this mission every day, um, every morning when I wake up. And so I think practically uh, what that can look like in our everyday lives is one, listening to the Spirit. So being in tune to, hey, God, what would you have in store for me today? Uh, Who would you have me interact with? What would those interactions look like? So asking God uh, where he would use you, how he would use you, and then actually stepping outside of our comfort zones and engaging in that. So um, having a conversation with the barista, um, getting to know your neighbor as you Uh, see them outside in their driveway, things like that, where um, we're asking God for opportunities to engage missionally. And then we're actually stepping outside of our comfort zones to do those in everyday tasks that we would otherwise already be doing. Yeah. I like that because one of the things that you're saying is it just takes some intentionality and it takes a pause from your fast paced, frenetic lifestyle Mm -hmm. to actually slow down and ask God, okay, God, what do you have for me today? Or spirit lead me. And so chances are if we're running at a million miles an hour and we never pause, stop and slow down, we may miss the mission right. opportunities all around us. I think uh, a handful of years back, um, I, I heard a talk uh, about someone just talking about us as Christians being sent and sent ones and that being part of our identity. And that kind of piggybacks, Jordan, off what you were saying in saying that no matter where you live or where you work or where you play, where you hang out, um, wherever you go, you are sent there. And so you are sent to your apartment. You are sent to your neighborhood. You are sent to the coffee shop um, that you frequent. You're sent to your workplace, to your cubicle, to your office. And it, it kind of changes our mindset and it helps us to, to ask, um, you know, the question, okay, if I'm sent here, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do today? What am I supposed to do tomorrow when I interact? And it, it even reframes those questions. If somebody across the office talks about something tough that's happening, oh, God may have sent me here for this yeah, to absolutely. speak in, to speak the truth of Jesus into this situation. So I think those are, yeah, helpful, practical examples. I love that, just following the Spirit in the everyday. So, okay, here's here's another question. What is the danger? What's so bad maybe about just being Bible study scholars or being learners and not missional doers? Great question. Um, and at the risk of sounding 
um, a little bit like a mom. I think it's <laughs> um, first and foremost a danger because it's it's disobedient. Right. Like we've seen and we've said previously how um, scripture calls us into this. And as we commit our lives uh, alongside God and his mission, he's asked us to be a part of this. Mm. And so I think a danger and a risk is that um, we're living in disobedience. And from that, um, there's an eternal consequence with that. Um, But I think, too, there also is a consequence in the here and now um, being that we miss out. We miss out on getting to be a part of the blessing it is to be a part of someone's story when they come to know Jesus or the blessing it is and the joy you receive um, when you do love someone well through a hard time or through a trial and get to be there for them. Um, We're missing out on... um, yeah, just getting to be a part of the adventure it is to be a disciple of Christ and, and to um, walk alongside him. And so I think the danger and the risk is that we are actually robbing ourselves of opportunities um, to come alongside this mission. Yeah, that's so good and such a helpful paradigm shift because, like I said before, mission isn't my first impulse, but we got a couple guys on our staff right now. Jordan, that you and I work with, mm-hmm. that mission is like their thing. And they just go hard. And I'm, and I'm just kind of, my jaw drops. And I'm like, how do they do that? Like, that's crazy. And and I, a lot of times when I think, oh, I need to do that too, my paradigm can be, I I have to do this. Like, I have to, have to figure out how to bolster the courage to do this thing. And what you're saying is, no, you do it and it's life-giving. It's enjoyable. You hear the voice of God. You get to walk in his power and you get to a front row seat to all the things, uh, the fruit that he's creating in front of you. And so it's a, that's a helpful uh, paradigm shift, I think, as we're thinking about the call to mission. Now, okay, one last question. So Jordan, you have uh, actually put a ton of time into helping our church as we think about um, kind of shifting the culture or maybe even building on the culture that we've already created on mission, just to kind of take it to the next level. Um, you've been doing a ton of planning and reading and research, but um, there's some practical things that we're aiming at in this coming year uh, in which we're going to try to, you know, try to bolster this culture. Can you let us in on a couple of things that we're going to be running at this year? So this upcoming year, um, the biggest thing I would say um, that I've just, yeah, really enjoyed working on and, and running at is a shift in our city groups and our city group structure just a little bit. Um, being that normally we spend some time in our city groups to chat about um, the Sunday sermon, uh, which is helpful, helps in our uh, formation. Um, it's helpful in community too. But as I thought through, okay, if, if, I feel um, if we have felt at Providence that we want our city groups to be families on mission, then we've really got to own that mission piece. That space is one of uh, the primary spaces that we want to live on mission and to engage in God's mission. And so for the year of 2021, one shift is that instead of talking about the sermons on Sundays um, regularly in our city groups, we're going to have missional challenges that are going to come out each month. And so um, I don't want that to sound intimidating, although I think it will challenge us a little bit. Um, but it's going to be encouraging our city groups to do things like actually 
talk to our neighbors, right? Like maybe we've lived across the street for some, from someone for a year and we don't know their names. The challenge is to go introduce ourselves, to get to know them a little bit. Um, there's also things like going and um, baking cookies for our neighbors. Again, getting to know them, loving our neighbors, serving them in different capacities um, and coming back around to just the three different lanes we talked about through prayer, word, and deed. Each of these challenges uh, kind of fit within one of those categories. And so throughout the year, we're going to be doing just missional activities and challenges that uh, align which, with each of those three, prayer, word, and deed. And we're going to do them as a family in the context of city groups. Um, yes, challenging one another, but also celebrating the stories that we get to hear. Um, we're also going to just encourage one another in the midst of it as it is difficult and as it is hard. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a handful of different challenges that city groups will engage in. And in addition to that, church-wide, uh, we're going to have different uh, events uh, that go on throughout the year uh, specific to uh, mission and living missionally. So things like evangelism trainings, we have a few different conferences or retreats that we want to engage the city with to invite non-believers into. Um, I think we're hoping to do a spring city serve where we actually go out um, and get to reflect Christ through just loving our city well. Uh, so I think the shifts we're going to see are um, a refocus and a realignment on engaging in this mission that we feel like we've been called to from the beginning and have been a part of, but just upping the ante a little bit. Totally. And just providing lanes and opportunities to actually practically do that together. And so we're hopeful. The evangelism training is actually coming up later this month. We're hoping that um, like the majority of our church can be there. We've got uh, one of our evangelists who's on staff here who's going to be helping lead that, Daniel. And it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be fun and challenging. And so we are super excited about this um, because we feel like, uh, you know, when you think about the fact that maybe God spurred us on to do that, we think, well, if, if he's calling us to do this and his spirit has empowered us, then he must have something for us. Mm -hmm. And there must be something interesting, exciting, um, you know, God empowered that's in front of us. Jordan, thanks for joining us today. Happy to be here. Yeah. And so we can't wait to see what God does. And we just invite you uh, to prayerfully consider how God might be calling you to lean in to his mission as we start this new year. Thank you for joining us on our last podcast of 2020. We are going to take the next three weeks off. We've got a handful of exciting things planned for 2021 and are excited to get rolling again on January 27th. So tune back in with us on the 27th. And if you have any questions until then or podcast topics, please email us at formation at providenceomaha.org. And if you want to find out more about us, head to our website at providenceomaha.org. We'll see you on the 27th.